welcome and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Maryland's Most Notorious Murders, where the most gruesome, the most grisly, the most noteworthy homicide cases in Maryland are examined and profiled. This season, teen killers are profiled. On this episode, teenage murderer James Jeffrey Johnson is profiled and the unsolved murder of Mark Nicholson is examined. Back in the day, way back in time, even in a, in a violent murdering state like the state of Maryland, random killings of our elderly, that wasn't something that was a normal occurrence. Don't get me wrong, we did have a few murderers who preyed on the elderly like Raymond Hopewell who raped and beat his elderly victims to death in the 2000s. But that was kind of few and far in between. You definitely didn't have teens going around targeting or beating on the elderly like it's more common now. Back in my day, at least there was some sort of a code, some sort of respect. But now, teens, teenagers tend to throw all of that out the window. Gone are the days of yes ma'am and no sir and baby bookings always has been and still is the biggest joke in the state. Parents have no say, no methods, like no real methods in how to discipline their kids. Fathers are leaving and bailing and kids are left to raise themselves with no real guidance, no real moral compass no level of respect and definitely no fear of any consequences. 17-year-old James Jeffrey Johnson was one of those teens who just didn't give a fuck. And on the evening of July 30th, 2010, the teen came into the path of 70-year-old Milton Hill. Milton Hill was an elderly man lived in his small second floor apartment above the Ark Church, the Ark Church bookstore in the 1200 block of East North Avenue. Although he was up in age at 70 years old, he still was very active in his neighborhood and he helped out his neighbors by shoveling the snow in front of the church's walkway for the members of the church Sometimes he helped out by carrying heavy boxes of food to the church's food pantry. Milton, he, he loved yard work. He loved gardening. He loved collecting, collecting old school Motown records. And sometimes he helped out the church members by walking the female members to their cars after late night church events. He loved living in his little apartment because it was right on top of the church's bookstore. He loved that church so much that he would turn down any offers of getting paid for any work that he did there. He did all these things basically out the goodness of his own heart because that's the type of person he was. He had volunteered his time at the church and lived in his apartment for over a decade, minding his own business. He got around by riding a bicycle until one of his daughters bought him a brand new $1,500 green motorized power scooter as a Christmas present. With his new wheels, Milton was able to get around better and run errands. James, 
who lived five blocks away from Milton in the 1500 block of Caroline Street. He saw the, the elderly man getting around on his scooter. And for some reason, something in his mind, he, he wanted it. And he decided he was going to take it. Forget the consequences. Forget that he knew the scooter wasn't even his. It wasn't even designed for teenagers to enjoy riding on it. But James wanted it anyway. And just like that, he made up in his he made up his mind that he was going to take it. So after Milton came home from his duties at the church, James was waiting for him as he locked his as as Milton was locking his scooter up in the backyard. When 240-pound, six-foot James confronted frail Milton and tried to take his scooter, the elderly man, as frail and as feeble as he was, he tried to fight James off and save his prized possession. But being the coward that he was, as they struggled over the scooter, James pulled out a handgun and shot Milton twice in his upper body and left the man in the alley to die. Left him lying face down against a fence in a narrow alley. Neighbors didn't find his body until the next day. After Baltimore City Police were called to the scene and a brass shell casing was found next to Milton's hat, which was left on the sidewalk near his body, he was pronounced dead at the scene. At first, Baltimore homicide detectives had absolutely no witnesses, no evidence, nothing. Then they realized that Milton's scooter was missing, and they made the determination that Milton was probably killed for it. Three days after Milton was shot to death, an anonymous call came into 911 and reported that the scooter was in the backyard of a row home in the 1400 block of Bethel Street, which was only three blocks away from where James lived. Still, nothing was done, no arrests were made, nobody came forward until October 19, 2010, when finally James was brought in for questioning after somebody offered up a tip implicating Jeff, implicating him. And James did what most coward teen killers always do. He was like, yeah, I was there, but I was there with two other people, and they were the ones who actually shot him, not me. I, I just kind of, like, saw the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. Even with all this information, the detectives still released him. They still let him go until they were able to get more concrete information more proof, perhaps mating, ba you know, basically waiting for more evidence to basically fall out the sky. But later, he was rearrested and finally charged as an adult with first-degree murder, armed robbery, and assault charges. James was held without bail, and eventually, he confessed to shooting Milton. He eventually pled guilty to second-degree murder and he accepted a prison sentence of 50 years. Now, when I first heard about this, I believe this case was notorious in Maryland for the simple fact that this man was killed, this, this poor man was killed for a scooter. Now, a lot of people was wondering, you know, uh, 
they're wondering maybe what is is not the typical type of scooter that like you know kids use or whatever use their feet to get around this was a powered motorized scooter like he said it was uh worth fifteen hundred dollars something that you would see um which you normally see disabled or the elderly getting around in like what in the world as a teenager you didn't think you were going to stand out riding around on a scooter in the middle of the street anyway especially if you killed somebody for it it's it's like they all they said that studies have been shown that studies have been done repeatedly that teenagers they're not their mind are not developed they're not mentally mentally capable of making sound adult decisions i mean but come on now what kind of teenager would in their right mind think that even if you got the scooter even if you got it were you going to get away with riding it where were you going to ride it at without anyone noticing that you had it and that you were going to stand out for taking the scooter I mean, I, I I can't even, <laughs> that combined with just the mental uh, capacity to shoot an old man for his scooter, that stood out, I, I remember clearly when this happened, and, but I was a little surprised when I found out it was a teenager. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I couldn't, and especially when uh, they said that uh, that this man lived above a church. You know, he basically lived his life minding his own business, and he didn't bother anybody. He volunteered his time at the church. He was a decent, uh, upstanding citizen, and to be murdered for a scooter where this person knew that. I don't understand how he thought he was going to get away with riding riding around in it anyway without anybody knowing he had it. And then he didn't even, like, try to hide it. It was found, like, close within the vicinity of where um, Milton was killed. No, it's like, I, I, I can't even begin to try to step into a teenager's mind to even think that what would make him think that he would even get away with this or maybe this was something that he didn't want to get away with you know uh it's i just feel sorry for you know the victim to live that long 70 years old as you know a lifestyle of uh basically of a spiritual nature and helping out and, and feeling as one with the church and you would think that you would spend the rest of your days um, enjoying enjoying the rest of your life not to be murdered or to end up as a statistic in, in Baltimore City because of at the hands of a teenager at that. So just the, the callous nature of this murder is what stood out for me and what made this murder also a notorious murder in Maryland. This episode's unsolved homicide is the murder of 51-year-old Mark Nicholson. On April 17, 2015, 
someone approached 51-year-old Mark Nicholson in front of his home in the 3400 block of Liberty Heights Avenue and shot him multiple times, ending his life. Baltimore City Police were called around 3.25 a.m. and Mark was found lying on the ground. He was rushed to an area hospital but pronounced dead shortly after. Mark was a well-known, hard-working man in the area who had a full-time job as well as his own business. Neighbors said he was very he was a very congenial, nice person who lived alone. Sometimes they said he would shovel snow from their walkways after he shoveled theirs, after he shoveled his own walkway, and they would he would also shovel his theirs when necessary. Mark had two children and two grandchildren, and according to an article in the Baltimore Sun, Mark loved to fish. His sister gave a statement to reporters that read, I'm still wondering, you know, why did this happen? Why was he targeted? It's just like all these unanswered questions. It's completely unfair that this would happen. He didn't deserve what happened to him. And we would just want people to understand and do what they can to take a person off the streets who would do such a horrible thing to such a horrible man. The police have absolutely zero leads, zero witnesses, zero motives in this cold case where Mark was just one of 344 people that were killed that year in Baltimore City alone, which was one of the deadliest years in Baltimore City that year. Come on, people. If you have any information that can lead to an arrest or a conviction, please call Homicide Detectives at 410-396-2100. That's 410-396-2100. You can also submit a tip online at www.metrocrimestoppers.com. Dot org. You can also call 1-866-7-LOCKUP or you can even text them at MCS plus whatever tip you want to offer to CRIMES which is C-R-I-M-E-S or 274637. There is a $12,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest or convict or a conviction for Mark's murder. You know, as someone who experienced the murder of a loved one in my family and not knowing who or what happened to him in his last days, it's you know, it's it's very hard for uh, the family. You know, I, that's exactly why I, I focused on each one of these episodes to focus on an unsolved homicide. Because, like I said um, in the beginning of season one, the ultimate goal of some podcasters is to either solve an unsolved homicide or basically to exonerate someone who has been wrongfully convicted. So, um, 
in a case like this, this man was just killed basically in front of his door, 3.25 a.m. Um, in Northwest Baltimore, Liberty Heights. This happened in 2015. That was a deadly year. That was uh, 344 people killed, and that was just in the city alone. That was just in Baltimore City. You know, that was almost a murder a day. And a lot of people that's not from Baltimore City or who did not grow up in Baltimore City like I have find that hard to believe. They can't understand how Baltimore is known as, you know, Baltimore Murderland, Baby Beirut, Baby Iraq, all of that. It's it's because uh, there is a no-care mentality uh, with some of the residents, especially the teens. Um, or certain teens, I should say, not all. But in this case where this man was killed, it, it just seemed like he just blended into all of the other murders that happened that year in 2015. But that was six years ago. It, it's time to put a rest to a homicide like this, just a random killing in front of somebody's door. Um, no robbery, no anything. So, like I said, again, you know, if anyone has any information or anything that can lead to an arrest or conviction, the number to dial is 410-396-2100. You can remain anonymous, but there is a $12,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest or conviction for Mark's murder. Thank you for tuning in this week. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast for updates on new and upcoming episodes. Also, please be sure to check out all of my all of my crime-related books on Amazon. Be sure to tune in next week where another gruesome homicide will be profiled and examined on Maryland's most notorious murders. This has been a real-life production.